you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Kings chapter 21 this morning. I believe the world is being deceived by Satan. And I know that Satan has his own in this world. But I'm afraid he's starting to deceive those that proclaim the name of Jesus. That say they're a child of God. That go to church and do right. Now he's starting to deceive them. Pull them out of the churches. Churches are starting to close on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Some churches have not opened back up. Churches are getting empty. But yet the ball game feels of getting fuller and fuller. But yet we can't get people to come to house and praise the man who created the heavens and the earth. Chapter 21, verse number 1. <clears throat> Let us stand. First Kings 21, chapter 1, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard, which was Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it, or it seemeth good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in the money. But Naboth said unto Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my father unto thee. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. We ask the Lord to open our hearts and minds. Help prepare our life, Lord, and prepare our walk and prepare our talk. This world needs a light, and we are the light. Let it shine so brightly. And Father, we just praise you for what you're doing and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Maybe seated this. Uh, here in this story, you find a man named King Ahab. We also find a man named Nabal that owned a vineyard. Nabal owned a vineyard and had vines. And if you were uh, your Bible, you'll find that these vineyards uh, had had been passed down from generation to generation to generation. They were well taken care of. They were well cropped. They were well put together. And it was a vineyard that caught the eye of everybody around them. And it caught the eye of King Ahab. And he came strolling by and got a glimpse of the vineyard that belonged to Naboth. And the word of God said that King Ahab began to speak to Naboth and said, I, I see what you have. I like what you have. And in so many words, the king said, I, I want you to give it to me. I like the vineyard, uh, and, and that may well be taken care of, and whether it had been, if I trade it, or whether if I give you better, or a better one, or if I buy it outright, I want to possess that vineyard. Listen to me, King Ahab in the Bible is a picture of a type of Satan in your Bible this morning. Naboth is a type and a picture of the child of God this morning that's living in the day that we're living in. 
Naboth is being one of those that was passed down uh, something from uh, possession, something by uh, uh, not necessarily belonging to him, but generation after generation. And now the devil is wanting what he has. He wants to steal. He wants to buy what God has given the child of God this morning. There are people in this room that God has given them great abilities, great talents. And I think the word inheritance, I think of the word uh, uh, Christianity, I think of the word blessing in my life, things that the Holy Ghost of God has installed inside of us, honored us and given us in our life. What a joy to be in this local church this morning where the power of God is, where the people of God is. That's a vineyard for us this morning that God has given us. America, uh, what a glorious place. I know that she's got faults and I know she's got problems. But I still stand to say, I'm glad, I'm glad that I live in America. The greatest land in this world. It, has a, it was a place founded for God, by God, with God. It's a place that has been blessed by God. And I'm glad that we're still around because of God in our lives. But you better listen to me. As much of blessings that we have, just like Ahab came by and saw what Naboth had, and the devil today has his sight on every one of you sitting in this room, uh, every marriage sitting in this room, uh, every child sitting in this room. Uh, he's got a target on your back this morning. He's coming for you. He knows your family. He knows what makes you happy. And he's wanting to steal everything. He wants to steal the family. So if he steals the family, the church goes empty. He would love to see that no one is sitting in this church this time next year. The church to be closed. That would make Satan happy this morning. We're living in a wicked day. We're living in a day where everything is upside down. We're living in a day where the devil is doing his best to wreck the lives of teenagers, to wreck your marriage. Isaiah chapter 5 said, Woe unto them call evil good and good evil. And put darkness to light and light to darkness that you bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. They call wrong, right, and right, wrong. Let me say this. We're living in an upside-down situation when, when prayer is wrong in school, but homosexuality is right. We're losing the blessings of God. When handing out Bibles in the schools wrong, but handing out condom is right. When the name of Jesus is wrong, but the name of Budweiser is right. 
when a student is taken to a preacher is wrong, but taken to an abortion clinic is right. When the Ten Commandments are wrong and not on the walls, but filthy communication, common cussing is accepted in schools today. They're living in an upside down situation. The devil is after your home. The devil is after your kids. The devil is after your wife. The devil is after your husband. And it's high time somebody stood up and say, what I've got is not for sale. I'm telling you, it's not a matter if the devil comes, it's when the devil comes. Before he can get your home, you better decide you're not for sale. Not for sale. Some things are not up for a vote. Some things are not up for popular uh, opinion. You need to decide now. Get some old time preachings and the Holy Ghost conviction and say, I believe it and I'm not going to forsake it. I, I believe in the King James Bible. I believe it's inspired and it's holy. I believe every single word in the Bible is there for a purpose. Not just to pass over, not just to look through, not just to read over and forget about it, but they're there for a reason. I, I find two reasons why King, Nabal, King Ahab wanted this uh, vineyard from Nabal. The Bible said he wanted to make a garden of herbs. When was the last time you walked into your house? You've been outside all day long in the hot sun, sweating, working, and just walked inside your house and you sat down and said, Honey, will you make me an herb sandwich? <laughs> Talking about peppers, what herbs is? Peppers. That, that King, Ab, uh, King Ahab uh, is saying, uh, I want to take your vineyard and make a herb garden out of it. I want to turn it into something, y'all get this, I want to turn it into something that tastes like the real thing. Come on, wait a minute, wait a minute. You want to take and make this garden, this earth, this vineyard that's got the real thing in it and put an herb garden that has an imitation of the real thing. That's what the devil does to you. The devil said, hey, I've got this thing over here. They take it. And you look, at it you look at these new Bibles that come out. I, I, I read it the other day. This woman is taking some words out of the songs. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. She is saying that Today's generation cannot identify as a wretch. Well, that's what the Bible, Bible calls you. That today's generation don't want to hear that, 
So she wants to change it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a pretty cool guy like me. You got you to get a hold of it. And the Bible says, uh, it's talking about uh, 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 Satan, uh, he died on the cross for such a worm as I. They don't want to compare themselves to a worm. You're wretched, you're vile, you're a sinner, you're no good. And if you don't think that you're uh, what the Bible called you as a wretched, blasted sinner, then you're already lost. But they want to change things in the church today, like the music. They want to have the songs that have God in it to the tune of ACDC. They, they, they want to change everything. They say, well, if we give them just a little bit of what God said, if we just add what God said on the end of it, then that's going to be all right. That'll be fine. So let's go on TV. Let's give the world a taste of what we can do without going all the way for God. Sound like the world, looks like the world, and then sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on it and call it God. I'm telling you, the devil has tricked so many people today just to give you a taste of the real thing. I, I'm telling you, he is pulling teenagers after teenagers out of a real church and putting them in this entertainment business that they call church. Where they come as they are and leave as they came, nothing has changed. I'm telling you, the real deal Holy Ghost worship is not for sale. I, I know some young preachers today that are looking for a large crowd. They want the TV screens. Uh, they want the praise and worship teams. A church that would let them do that would do if they would just see, stand back. That you can mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm just telling you. That's just the way I feel. You got a praise and worship team up there. They got them on the screen. They are singing. They got the smoke going across the stage. And they just doing everything. And everybody's sitting out of pews doing nothing. Not moving. No Holy Ghost movement at all. Worship is not for sale. I'm telling you, I've been in services where I've got the preaching and somebody got to testify and got to standing up and shouting and praising God and then God fell down on everybody. We didn't have church. We had church. And it's a big difference. Big difference just having church. But the devil wants to give you an invitation the real thing the Bible they, they've changed the words in the Bible they're taking out the blood they're taking out the cross 
Real worship is not for sale. I'm just going to stick with the old stuff. Then there's another thing he says because he wanted to buy this, get this vineyard. He says, because it's near unto my house. I see convenience here. Has the Holy Ghost ever woke you up middle of the night and just say, get up, we need to have a talk. We need to have a little conversation going on between you and I. And you say, well, the devil also getting your ear says, you know, don't worry about it right now. You go ahead and sleep. You need your nine hours of sleep. You've got to get it. So you just tell him, I'll get to it in the morning. Don't, don't worry about it. I've, been, I, I've only been asleep eight hours. You need that nine hours sleep. I, 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 I'm just going to lay right here. And I'll get you in an hour, I'll get up. That's what the devil tells you. You ain't got to get up when God tells you to get up and go pray. You ain't got to get up when God tells you to, you got something on your mind, he's got, he wants you to do something. You ain't got to get up, just lay there. Your Bible's still going to be there when you get up in the morning. It's going to be laying where you left it at. It's not going to move. You don't got to get up. See, we're looking for this convenient Christianity. We want everything given to us. We want everything to be right there at it. It messes with the place where we're serving God at. You don't have to go to church every time the door is open. I'm telling you, can't you see the devil trying to convince God's people to slip into cruise control and not to suffer for the cause of God. Somebody has to stand up to this weak kneed generation and says, I don't care what the world does. I'm not going to stand up for that. What God is giving me is not for sale. Not for sale. A friend of mine told me one time, says, I used to, said, brother said, I used to walk around my house when I first got married. And I go to my front door and I pray, Lord, bless this home, bless my wife. He said, I'd walk all the way around to the other side, said, Lord, bless this home, bless my wife. Walk to the back, said, Lord, bless this home, bless my wife. Walk all the way around to bless this home. Every day he got off from work, that's what he would do. He had kids, start having kids. He'd go, Lord, bless this home, bless my wife, bless my kids. He'd go inside, go to the doors of the kids, says, Lord, bless these kids. One day, he was in a hurry, got home, and he started to pray, standing at the door like he had always been doing for years. He said, I started to pray, and all of a sudden he said, you ain't got time, go. She said, I didn't pray. I didn't pray. The next day I didn't pray. I just start slipping into cruise control. I just start slipping. He said, it wasn't long I start having problems at work. It wasn't long that my family start having problems. 
He said, it wasn't long. My wife and my kids left me. All because I stopped praying. The devil wants you to step back and do nothing for God when he can't help you and not pray the one who can help you. Amen. I'm just Amen. telling you. That's, that's where we're living in it today. The devil says, hey, I, I want what you got. I see what you got, to, and I want to take it from you. I, I, I get it some way, somehow. If you don't keep the guard up against the devil, he will slip in somehow, some way. Let me encourage you to keep on praying. Give it everything you got. Singers, sing harder. Sing as loud as you can. Church, shout as loud as you can. Give everything to God that you can. Because He gave everything to you. He is worthy to be served. He is worthy to be loved. Keep on keeping on for the glory of God. So the second reason why he wanted, he says there was rewards. I'll give you a better vineyard. I read that over and over and over. I said, Lord, you're going to have to explain that to me. If he had a better vineyard, why did he want that one? Why didn't he just go and get the better vineyard? I'll give you a better one. How many lives have been ruined by that little proposition of the devil? There's a rule called 80-20. Most people are happy with 80% of their life. I'm happy with 80% of my life. <laughs> but there's the flesh that says 20% of your life you're never satisfied with. There's always that little nugget that pushes us after that 20%. You think, you have, you think there's a better looking wife over on the other side marriage has been ruined because of that 20 percent because you go looking for 20 percent homes been ruined because you're looking for that 20 percent not happy with the 80 percent the devil will give you that somewhere around the road the devil says you know what that 20 percent you wish you had why don't you go after it? Why don't you go after that? Homes been ruined because of that. Families have been ruined because of that. Only be left with 20% to lose 80% of their life. Somebody has to decide my home is not 
for sale. My family is not for sale. Their homes are falling apart all across this country. And there are preachers that are doing the tickling the ears of people. The truth is that we need some, somebody to stand up. Because the devil has a target on our homes. The devil has a target on our churches. And it's high time we stand up and say, God, what God has given me, my home, my wife, my husband, my family, is not for sale, devil. He said, I will give it to you in worth of money. I see a payoff. I see a compromise. Well, if you quit doing that, you can have this. Peer pressure of these teens. Popularity. There are so many things that pull young people, even preachers, especially among preachers. There's always pulling of the devil trying to get us to trade things out. You know, people that are always trading things, that's what the devil does. He tries to get you to take some things and quit, take it out. Slide it back behind you. Put it in neutral. You don't need all that stuff in your life. You don't need to read the Bible all the time. You don't need to study that much. The devil will try his best to try to get you to trade out the real deal for a fake deal. I have never seen so much jealousy among singers and preachers than I have in years. There was one guy told me down in Florida down there, he says, I won't let somebody stand in my pulpit and preach. Well, he should have because he wasn't my preacher. He was scared that somebody might come in there and take his church from him. I've heard singers fight. I've seen deacons fight. They get jealous. And the reason why, because they let the devil in. Jealousy is one of the biggest things in church that kills the church, jealousy. I'm jealous of all of y'all. time that we stand up as a church and as Christians to say devil I'm not selling out I'm not giving up I'm not backing up I'm the, the world is heading in the wrong direction I don't care which direction the world is heading I'm heading upward I'm going upward my head is upward I'm looking upward I'm not going down I'm not going to let the devil take things from me I'm going to start taking things back from the devil I'm not going to hell. I got something to shout about. I got something to shout about. 
God spoke in my heart. They didn't say, he says, don't worry about those preachers. Don't worry about those that are talking about you. They didn't save you. They didn't call you and you ain't preaching for them. Don't worry about them. You're not for sale. I got something to shout about. They didn't break the bondage of sin. They didn't go to the cross for you. Don't worry about what they say. I'm not worshiping them. I'm worshiping him. I don't preach to them. I preach for him. I'm going to keep on keeping on for God. The devil will let people trying to ruin your life, run you down, talk about you. Some, and that, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've, had, I've gone through that. People talk about you, say all kinds of things, and it just about ruined me. I'd go home, lock myself in the bedroom, cry in a corner like a little baby. And finally, God spoke to me and says, what are you doing? I'm crying. I'm hurt. You heard them, what they said about me? I can't take it. He said, you go ahead. And I had oh, another old preacher told me, boy, you need to get some thick skin because there's going to be people talk about you. There's going to be people lie about you. Just brush it off. Keep going. God said, you don't worry about what they say. Well, it hurts. You don't think the nails in my hand didn't hurt? You don't think the nails in my feet didn't hurt? Did you see me on the cross? <laughs> no, then shut up. Okay. Get up. They didn't call you. I called you. Don't worry about what they say. Now stop worrying about it. I stop worrying about what people say about me. I, I am the way I am. I preach the way I preach. If you don't like it, lump it. That's all I can tell you. Well, get rid of me. I see, you know, I'll go somewhere else. I don't. But I am the way I am. I love who I love. When I was a kid, and we're talking about not for sale, right? Church is not for sale. Worship is not for sale. My Bible is not for sale. The Word of God is not for sale. I'm not watering down anything. It is the Word of God. When I, when I, was, when I started preaching, I had some preachers that I looked up to. I mean, some of the great preachers, preacher, Sammy Allen, and, and uh, I looked at all those guys and, and thought, man, I'd love to be like those. And I, and I try to imitate some of them, but you can't imitate a preacher if you're not that preacher. I, can't, I had a guy go to a restaurant one time and had another, I mean, two other preachers sitting there says, can we go to a hotel room and walk in the hotel room and y'all teach me how to preach? No. <laughs> well, who taught you? And I, I love them because the way they preach, but it, God told me, he said, you're not them. You're not them. So I had some heroes. Don't imitate them. Don't preach like them. 
Well, they were some good men. I've still got preachers today that I can call and talk to, and I got some to call and talk to me. I got some to call and check on me. How you doing today? What's your health like today? I said, y'all need to just stop. He said, we're praying for you. But when I was a kid, I had a hero. And I mean, I had a superhero. And I want to be just like him. And I want to be exactly like him. Superman. I used to every day go in there and sit down and watch him. I had done tied a blanket around my neck. <laughs> I want to be Superman. I wanted bullets to bounce off of me. I want to be x-ray vision. I want to fly and leap over buildings. I wanted to do all that stuff. And then I became that I thought I was Superman there for a while. Got real dumb. Climb up on the house with my cape. Bam! I realized right then and there, boy, you ain't Superman. Granny! <laughs> Done got hurt. I, I've got heroes today. I got a lot of heroes today. And they're sitting right here in this church. Each and every one of y'all is my heroes. I, 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 I do anything for you. You're always at the church. You're doing things for the church. You're, I, you are my heroes. And I look up to you for the things that you do. Now, I, I, I don't believe we ought to praise men. I don't believe that because one Bible only says praise one. We'll talk about that tonight. But I do believe we ought to honor men for what they do and women for what they do. And that's why every last Sunday of the month I honor somebody what they do and why I do it because y'all my heroes y'all keep me going because you know you don't know how many times I just Lord I just I'm tired I'm wore out just don't think I can go again and then come in here and sit and see y'all sitting here smiling faces well some of you do some of you don't <laughs> Get encouragement, getting prayed for on Fridays, being lifted up. That encouraged me. You're my heroes. And don't let anybody say you're not. You're my heroes. And I appreciate you. I love you. And I told the devil the other night, my heroes are not for sale. They're not for sale, devil. You stay away from them. Because if you get around them, you're going to have to deal with me. And if you don't like that, you deal with my big brother. You've dealt with him before. He kicked your butt then. He'll do it again. So leave my heroes alone. Amen. We're not for sale. I'm not for sale. You're not for sale. The church is not for sale. The word of God is not for sale. We praise Him. Every time I step in the pulpit, I can feel prayers, people praying for me. What keeps me going. And that's not for sale. It's time we stand up. It's time we say, world, we're not for sale.
devil, we're not for sale. It's time as Christians to stand and band together. We are not for sale.